Does the Pope know something about UFOs he's not telling us? And what can indigenous tribes tell us about Sasquatch? Ghost stories and kids say the creepiest damn things tonight, right here on the very best in paranormal entertainment. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60 News. It's time now for the Paranormal 60 News Swingin' Sexy Edition. It's hotter than hell in my house, so my shirt is unbuttoned to the navel. Does that turn you on, baby? We've got two guys here ready to join me and call it a night already. The one, the only, the paranormal detective himself, Greg Lawson. Good to see you, Greg. <laughs> that's, that's a look. That is, you look a lot like the uh, evil villain from Roger Rabbit. I'm not going to lie. What was his name? Same glasses and plastic rubbery face. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my right-hand man with the plan, Chachi, is on board. And yes, today is a special day. It's Colonel's birthday. It is. And let's bring him on right now, ladies and gentlemen, America's greatest hero. He's not here. He... Oh. The night off to celebrate his birthday with oh, his boy. Wife. How do you celebrate a birthday with a spouse? <laughs> Should so we you... live long enough to ever find out? I don't know. Very so strange. This is that a mini bunt cake? I made this. Well, let's make a wish for him. Let's all Everyone? just collectively, everybody watching, everybody listening, just collectively put that out there. Here we go, real quickly. Happy birthday to you. Oops. All right, that's it. Yeah. All right, ready? Blow it out, Chach. Very nice. Wow. He Very didn't nice. even get any wind in oh. his mic on that one. I know how to do that. Concentrated. When you want a guy that knows how Focused. to blow, Chachi's your man. Focus. Wait, that... Uh, that is too early in the show, not, Dave. I, I stand by that. I stand by that. Hey, so let me tell you guys something. I yeah. just came back from Galaxy Con in North Carolina. And I would like to say this about North Carolina. It's too hot, and it's muggy, and it's a wet kind of hot. It's ugly. It's horrible. I enjoyed the convention center. I enjoyed the people that were there in North Carolina that came to hug me with their swampy, stink armpits because it was so hot and gross. But it was a fun convention nonetheless. We had a great time. So many wonderful people. And uh, I got to have... I had a really surreal moment, right? I'm I'm at the bar one night and Dave Foley comes over to join me from Dave Foley. Yeah. yeah, our buddy Dave Foley comes over to, to chat with me and he goes, uh, he goes, Hey Dave, do you mind if I have a friend gonna join me? Can can he join in? And I'm like, Yeah, of course, Dave. Yeah, that'd be great. And I don't know if you guys are Star Trek fans or Star Trek Picard fans, but... Shatner walked over? 
Yes. No. No. We're no, not. Dave's. No. Dave's not pulling that kind of superhero rank with uh, the the people. Maybe he will. I don't know. You know. Maybe eventually. Um, but as as we're sitting there, kind of collecting our thoughts and having a good time, Todd Stashwick walks up, and Todd was in the third iteration of Star Trek Picard. Uh, he was uh, one of the captains. It was an amazing storyline. He was He's a great actor. He's been in so many different shows and projects. And for those of you that are Supernatural fans, he was in the black and white episode where he played Count Dracula. So good guy, fun guy. And then lo and behold, who joins our little table of misfits? Shatner. Perseus himself, Harry Hamlin. No. Oh, wow. Ambles up to the table. Oh. Says, what are we talking about, boys? And Dave Foley says, we're talking about the paranormal. And Harry Hamlin tells us a ghost story. I'm not at liberty. I didn't get his permission to share it. So maybe in the future I'll get Harry to come on the show, or maybe he'll even allow me to videotape him telling me the ghost story. But it was pretty cool. And uh, so we sat there kind of talking, and St- uh, Todd Stashwick will have nothing to do with the ghost. He does not want to go ghost hunting. Hmm. He does not want to uh, encounter a spirit, but he's big on Bigfoot. He wants to go Bigfooting, and he wants me to go with him. I'm going to try to arrange a Bigfoot. I think he should. Yeah. So, uh, and then Dave Foley said, I'm all in. Let's make it happen. So, I know Dave Foley and I are going to be in Austin, Texas at the beginning of September. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I already put out the call to the lovely Nikki Folsom saying, hey, is there a cool haunted location in austin texas we could get access to to maybe take dave foley on a paranormal investigation so i know nikki's looking into that um maybe we'll get todd to join us if he's at that convention i didn't even bother to look to see if he's going to be at this one but uh i'm looking forward to it maybe maybe we could talk to uh lyle out there lyle lyle crocodile and see if he is uh up on any cool bigfoot areas that we could take him out for is harry hamlin gonna be in austin I don't know. Again, I got to listen. I, I'm, I'm very right me now. centric. I'm very me centric. <laughs> All I'm worried about is, am I going to be at the convention? And I will be at the convention. You are TV's Dave so, Schrader. Yeah, I will be at Austin's GalaxyCon. You can get more information at galaxycon.com or you can just go to darknessevents.com, scroll down, you'll find it. But it was cool. We sat there exchanging stories and pleasantries and laughter. And Dave Foley told some ghost stories and Todd Stashwick. And it was just a really, really surreal vibe. And then like Harry Hamlin's like, Harry Hamlin out. And he took off. And at one point, you know, when he was telling us his story, he goes hiking. Uh, and I won't say where, because I want him to have his, his alone time. But he goes hiking in a, in a very remote area. And he said, you know, I've, I've done this for like 20 years. I've never seen a Bigfoot. And, uh, you know, I said, well, that's because Bigfoot's not going to mess with Harry Hamlin. You're a national treasure. And he <laughs> said, yeah, I, I am. And, and then he said, good night. So it, it was a very surreal, <laughs> weird night. Very bizarre all the way around. But I had a great time. Got to see a lot of wonderful and amazing people. Lots of hugs. Lots of coolness. And our rooms were packed for every paranormal talk. So I was very pleased by that. And then, oh, guys, here's my favorite part of, and Chach, as a musical guy, you're going to love this. So they had members of the Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block were at this convention, right? Um, and, and it was funny. Nick Carter was there. And on Saturday night, 
at the convention center. I'm in my breakout room to do my talk. I've got about 150 people jammed in there. And lo and behold, who starts rehearsing in the room next to me but Nick Carter, who's going to do a live concert. So he starts singing Wanted Dead or Alive in the warm-up, and I join in with my microphone in our room, and you can hear each other through the walls, right? So I do that, and then when he gets up and he starts singing, he starts doing the Backstreet Boys song, you know, everybody. Yeah. Body, yeah. yeah. And I'm up there dancing at the front of my, well, I'm telling stories, I'm dancing and jiving, and suddenly he gets to that point, and I grab the microphone, and I start singing it, and Nick Carter and I were duetting on that song and that needs to go on your resume dave i it oh it is i performed live with nick carter and i have an entire room full of people so they saw it it was amazing that was my pick me up moment of the weekend really kind of a a surreal fun moment but uh, people seem to enjoy that little very bizarre kind of uh, moment yeah david boreans borean is david david boniaras <laughs> Call him what you may. We know him as Angel from Buffy and Angel right. from Angel. Right. Yeah. And the guy from Bones, because I can never remember his character name. He's going to be yeah. in Austin. I bet yeah, he's yeah. got a story. Maybe. Maybe. I and Ric Flair is going to be there. Woo! I did see Ric Flair. I saw William Shatner. I saw, oh man, there were so many celebrities at this at this North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina galaxy kind of was amazing. If you guys haven't been there and I don't mean you two, um, anybody go, go to galaxy con. It is such an amazing time to see and meet all these celebrities, have a good time, get a chance to do autographs and photographs and come to amazing panels and listen to live shows. It's well worth your time. Uh, all right. I'm going to go to the one in Austin then you convinced me. Yes. All right. I'm glad we were able to, convince you into doing something i've already told people you're coming to for <laughs> part of a year um yeah i've said uh, greg chachi hey. and the colonel are going to join me uh in the austin uh texas uh galaxy con and and Thank hopefully will join me for a while at one at my table so that you can come visit us at the uh, dave schrader table please don't make that face though greg uh, <laughs> that will scare everybody <laughs> Everybody will be scared off from joining us. When I do that, it makes me feel better. Hmm. But <laughs> let's think about the fans, the friends yeah. of ours from around. About you to visit. When you when you go to approach, I don't know. Let's say uh, Ric Flair's table. Do you want them to be staring at you like? Yeah, you don't want that look. You don't want that look. If he comes to GalaxyCon, is he going to be as red in person as he is online here? It could be. We'll have to see. I mean, we are worried about your blood pressure. I, you know, I wouldn't be so judgmental on yeah. my pigment. <laughs> it's oh, not wow. A, it's not a pigment thing. Let me be clear. Wow. It's not a pigment thing. It's a blood pressure. That should be your shirt. Thing. Hashtag. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a pigment thing. Where's my pen? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, tonight uh, we've got news stories to share. There was we? uh some challenges thrown online on Reddit and Twitter about what are some of the weirdest, creepiest, and most unusual things children have ever said to you. And uh, we're going to share those later on in the show and and have an open discussion about it. Um, so let's get started. Uh, the first man up tonight with not a one, but a one-and-a-half-page news story. Before Dude. he had too much to drink is our very own paranormal detective, Greg Lawson. Greg, 
before. Yeah, two, two pages. So everybody yeah. get ready. Uh-huh. Now, I want to preface this with, um, you know, Dave. Mm, I do I know. An, He's a good I guy. An, I was an altar boy. You were? Okay. I was, uh, I was, I was raised Catholic. Yeah, I know. Makes okay. a lot more sense. I yeah. know. And I've been to the Vatican. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. All uh, nothing to anybody you. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we going with this? All right. I love so, your stories, but where are we going with this? Pressure on the Vatican to reveal archives after UFO cover-up claims. Oh yeah, you knew this was coming. Pressure is growing on the Vatican to shed light on whether it is aware of UFOs being retrieved in Italy in the 1930s amid a slew of claims about the United States government's knowledge and handling of a contact with alien life. That's mm. right. Okay. Yeah. And I, I've always kind of wondered that myself. Sure. Just cause you know, you got paintings like this yeah. and it's like, well, they had to have had something go on. So it follows claims that David Grush, a U.S. Air Force veteran who previously worked at the National Reconnaissance Office on UFOs in an interview in June that an unidentified aerial phenomenon was recovered from Magenta, a town near Milan in 1933 before the U.S. uh, had possession of that area and uh, was helped by the papal state. I don't know what it said. What did it say? Okay, before becoming a U.S. possession Mm -hmm. with the help of the papal state. There we go. Yes. Okay. Those words are going everywhere tonight. Words is hard. Yeah. Yeah. In the same interview, he claimed that under the fascist dictator Benito Mussolini, Uh the Italian government had recovered a UFO and moved it to a secure air base for the remainder of his regime, which ended with the Allies' occupation of Italy. Grush alleged that Pope Pius XII had back-channeled knowledge of the UFO to the U.S., which ended up scooping it up from them. When asked whether he was saying the Catholic Church knew about the existence of alien life, Grush responded, certainly. And I'm not sure why he, yeah, I'm not sure why he said it that way, but. Um, nations, or I mean, sorry, News Nation reported on Thursday that Tuesday. it had, okay, Tuesday, it had been attempting <laughs> to get the Vatican to publicly commit. How's that cake? Dude, I'm sorry. Horrible, I wasn't man. on video. I was having some, some birthday cake over here. You're not supposed to be eating on mm, film. Freaking delicious. Uh, All right. So to publicly comment on the matter for the week, uh, but had yet to receive a response. Newsweek approached the mm-hmm. Vatican via email for comment on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say this guy's name. Rosh Kolbthart. Is that it? Yeah, Rosh Kolbthart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rosh Kolbthart. <laughs> wow. I believe that's the name. Yeah, Rosh Kolbthart. Yeah. <laughs> One of the journalists that were... One of the journalists who interviewed uh-huh. Rush prior to the congressional hearing told news network that other unnamed sources confirmed the story to him and suggested that the Vatican's silence may be a sign of the claims truth. Mm. He says, I'm told the Vatican does have a very efficient intelligence service and it long collaborated with intelligence services like the CIA providing useful intelligence 
uh, especially in the wake of the Second World War. Mm. Yeah. The possibility of alien life poses a complex theoretical, uh, theological, theoretical, theological question for the Catholic want. Church, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. which holds humans were created as intelligent creatures by God and have a special connection to him through Jesus Christ. But this does not necessarily mm -hmm. mean that the same cannot be said for another similar life form. Right. That's a little bit uh, controversial right there. Ah, is it? Read the next paragraph. Well, in 2008, <laughs> Jesuit father Jose Funes. Is that how you Fuenes. say it? Funes. Jose Funes. Funes. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesuit father Jose Funes. Then director of the Vatican Observatory told the state newspaper that there is no conflict between faith and the possibility of extraterrestrial brothers. Yeah, that's what he said. The Pope, Pope lifted it up, or, or the, uh, the the father, the Jesuit priest. He's like, hey, it's not a, such a big deal. Nah. Don't he worry. Said, Be happy. Yeah. He, he, he said, just as there is a multiplicity of creatures on Earth, Mm -hmm. There can also be beings, even intelligent, created by God. This is not in contrast to our faith because we can't put limits on God's creative freedom. But That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. That's two the whole story. More. No, there's two more. Oh, okay. So. He yeah. added. It didn't feel like the end. <laughs> I just wonder. I can only speculate whether it's driven by information that it does possess as Mr. Grosh suggested. See, this, this is what I'm going to You cut out entire parts of the paragraph. Well, I didn't get it. it I guess it didn't download. It's what did, <laughs> what did it say? It said everything I've read about the Vatican oh. suggests a lot it's of the work they're doing though. at the moment is trying to demonstrate that there is no incompatibility between religious beliefs and good science, he added. I just wonder, and I can only speculate whether it's driven by information that it does not possess, as Mr. Grush suggests. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. That he had spoken to someone who had been granted access to the Vatican's archives, which they said ran extensively underground with 53 miles of shelving and suggested that documents that hmm. provide evidence for Grush's claims may be found there by the select few with permission to enter. 53 miles of shelving. It's a lot. It's a honeydew list I would not want to get. Yeah, you wait till the next one. The next one's like... Hey, Greg. Greg, I got a question. I could use your help by hanging a few shelves in my basement here at the, the Vatican. I'm not going you in the basement I... with any of those guys. No? Not even the Pope? No. Come on. Racist. Racist. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Chachi, have you got a story that maybe flows a little bit more? <laughs> Well, I, I think I, I probably do, actually. Let's see um, what you got. But first, ah. hey, what's my favorite yeah. thing to do during the show? When I'm not reading. Uh, re hey, I'm going to download like to this. Read comments. Read the comments. Yeah. Now, while Dave, not, it's going to be a rough night. While yeah. Greg was reading. Yes. We got a super sticker because you buttoned up your shirt. Wow. They, okay. They, they thank you offended? for buttoning up your shirt. <laughs> I think I'm offended by that. And is that Lucky Gypsy 13 that made that, uh, that donation? It's fast, but... Uh, yeah, oh no, that was Sybil, Sybil Winfield, 
Gave me two bucks. Thanks for closing your shirt. <laughs> it's hot in this house, Sybil. I'm just telling you. You don't even know. Let's use it's that $2 un- to lower it a, a degree in the house. How's that? I wish I could. I wish I need more money than that. You don't know how hard it is to keep a house cold in Minnesota in the summer. It's a weird dichotomy, but it's true. Oh, Greg got knocked Did we just lose mind. Greg? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. I like I like Lena Lintonois's answer. Take it off. Let's see some money here, Lena. I is got two how- bucks to keep the shirt on. How much are we going to get to take it off? That's what I want to know. Lena, is that how you pronounce your last name? Lintonois? Put yeah, it in there phonetically know. for me. I'd like to know. Yeah. Um, listen. Yes. So I got it's a pigment thing. That's pretty good. Yeah. I also saw someone say Lawson and order. That's pretty good. And then someone said, we need a great nickel difficulty shirt. We've already had one. Yeah. I don't know the episode number. I don't either. All right. Can I get into this? Yeah. No, let's, uh, let's try to get, if we wait on Greg could be forever. Lena, Lee tone, Lee tone. What we were, wow. You were close. Lena, Lee tone. Lee tone. Beautiful. All right. Listen, this might be the biggest breaking story I'm going to have tonight. And especially if you can focus on that and not the comments. It's so, I look at the screen, I look at the comments. It's so, you worry about the story. I'll worry about the story. You guys are distracting me. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, All right. Native stories about Bigfoot may actually help explain some inconsistencies in him. So think about this. We've got a couple friends. Dave Foley, a good friend of yours. Harry Hamlin, a really close friend of yours, right? These guys want to go Bigfoot hunting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So though he's most commonly called Bigfoot, the mm-hmm. giant hairy biped, which is not mm-hmm. a hyphenated word, known mm-hmm. to wander the wilderness of North America, goes by many names in the Native American tradition. Yeah, You may already be familiar with the term Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. But do you know some of the other names, Dave? Uh, there was Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, yeah, the big guy, I think is one of them that they refer to him. Uh, there's skunk ape. Uh, there is, uh, the woolly booger. That is one of the nicknames that he goes by woolly booger and the God, it's true. The skookum. That's another name that, uh, that, that he is often referred to. Um, Are you making these up as you go along? No, I, I swear to you. You write these down and go look them up after the show, Chachi. You are going to find Skookum, the Wooly Booger. You're going to find the Wild Man. You're going to find uh, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Skunk Ape. All of these things are true. Honey Swamp Monster. That just, sounds, that just sounds like a really bad term of endearment for, for your spouse. Hey, <laughs> how's my little Honey Swamp Monster tonight? That's after the show. All right, listen. Okay. In a recent video, Mm -hmm. a Lakota woman named Stephanie Big Eagle shares not only the name Bigfoot goes by in her culture, but also how her own people's traditions and history of this legendary beast might help explain the many strange qualities and lack of evidence that exist about this animal today. For the Lakota and Dakota people, Bigfoot is known as, and you didn't say this name, Chayatunka, a word that means big elder brother. Far from being a normal woodland creature, it is more of a woodland spirit, a multidimensional being that can go in and out of this world as he pleases. Which, to your point earlier about Mrs. Chachi, that's what she believes. Mm -hmm. The Chayatunka can walk through the forest without being seen, but can also run like an elephant 
snapping trees in half, she says. She stares. She stares. Nope. She shares stories from elders. Drink, everyone. Who have had experiences with this creature, even trading with him or leaving him offerings. She says Bigfoot knows when you're looking for him. So if you see him, it's because it is his choice. Many skeptics of the Bigfoot phenomenon say that if he were real, he would have found, we would have found, scat, corpses, habitats, and the like. But if Bigfoot is not a physical animal, but rather a native spirit, then it explains why there is so much lack of physical evidence. Like many matters of faith, the creatures we may be there for, well, nope, that is not at all what it says on the page. Like many matters of faith, yes, the creatures may be there for those who believe and should be respected for what they are and represented to those who believe in him. How do you like that? I do. I do. It's pretty, it's, it's a compelling deal. Now, I don't know if you're looking at the screen here, Chach. Uh, I'm going to pull down the comment. Uh, from. <laughs> no, don't pull down the comments. The, the comment says, if you listen on Apple Podcasts and iTunes or any other podcast platform, please rate and review the Paranormal 60 on those. Thank you. Thank you for reminding us of that. Thank you to Loki for her uh, donation. Also, thank you to Ray Lancashire. You can keep your shirt on, Dave. I will. That's a 20 10x. Yeah. Yeah. 20 pound uh, donation for me. It's about 4,000 American, isn't it? It could be. Now, look at the image. This is interesting. This is imagery that they think the Native Americans in pictogram form have created of Bigfoot. Were these written on, on walls or something? Yeah, they're pictograms. They're they're stuff that they found in So by definition, it was a... Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. And th- th- there are many different variations of that that have shown up in, in different cultures and different tribal areas. Uh, we have not been able to reestablish connection with Greg. I've even texted him during the break. I'm a little worried about him. That head-turning purple thing during the show makes me even a little bit more nervous Maybe he was nervous because his, <laughs> his next story is two pages long as well. And Let's he's chickening out of reading it. No, no, no. We, Let's come back to that. I can't because we've oh. got, all right. I'll tell you, we'll, we'll skip ahead. Yeah. That just means you're going to have to do a second story back to back to back to back. Without having uh, another drink? Yeah, without having another drink. But first. All right. But first, mm-hmm. let's just take a very quick break. We will come back. We've got more to discuss right here on the Paranormal 60 News. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. All right, thank you for tuning in, spending a little time with us here. Right now, it is me, your host with the most, Dave Schrader. Chachi is with me. The colonel is off celebrating his um, birthday. Uh, He said something. I don't know where this is. Is this part of Texas? He said, I will be visiting Pound Town tonight. Is that a Texas city? Uh, It's close to a Texas city. Okay. I've never been there personally. Maybe when he comes back next week, he can tell us how the visit to Pound Town was. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, And I'd love to, you know, is it, it almost sounds like maybe you go there and there's a bunch of dogs and cats and you could could pet them and play with them. No, 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 no. No? Ray, Ray Lancashire, right? He's from, from, from the UK, right? Right. I'm pretty sure there are some Pound Towns over there. Well, that's like a dollar store. Oh, Pound, right? American yeah, Pound Town could be. Dollar yeah. Store. Yeah. yeah. He said it, Kim he said his wife Kim had arranged to take him to Pound Town for his birthday. So good for them. I hope they well, have a lot well, of 20 fun. bucks. Think about how much stuff he's gonna be able to get. You can get a lot. Right. Yeah, you can get a lot. I mean, I'm surprised they're not at Bucky's where he can get an enchilada, <laughs> an enchilada <laughs> bottle of coke a and uh and a, with a couple of beer holders on the side. That's uh that's his way. All right, I I'll tell you what, I'm uh I don't know what happened to Greg. We are worried about Greg. Um, he has dropped off. It could be. Are you guys getting bad weather in Texas? Uh, if you consider 105 degrees and clear for the last two months, yeah. You keep that talk up, and I'm going to start unbuttoning my shirt again. I'm just telling you, well, Josh. Listen, fair if you go it's back and forth throughout the show, $2.20. $2.20. Yeah. Keep doing it. Hey, I do. Uh, I do want to make a quick mention. Nancy, one of our supporters and loves, uh, congratulations on your new home, Nancy. Uh, Nancy made a donation through our Venmo at Paranormal Sixty uh, of fifty dollars to help keep my house a little cooler. So to celebrate her new home, she's helping me by paying part of my air conditioning. So thank you, Nancy. (laughs) I'll tell you what, you you have the best fans in the world, Dave. I do. They're the greatest people. (laughs) They're always paying for my booze, my air conditioning. Which is good because uh, I can tell you this you is need not both. the way to make a living, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I, uh, I'll tell you what. What I'll do just to give nope. Greg one extra chance, I'll let you read your next story. If he doesn't show up, I'll take over from there. Um, but we've got two ghost stories back to back before we start getting into weird stuff that kids say. So uh, where are we going to begin with this uh, with this next segment? Listen, Mrs. Chachi's not home this evening, and so I have no one to fill my glass. Oh, um, yeah. All right, fine. I'm going to take you down while you go All right. get a drink yep. while I read, I guess, uh, Greg's story. So I'm going to pull this down. Let me let me shuffle my papers as a good news reporter would do in a situation like this. And uh, we shall begin. All right. Most of us love a haunted house story. But would we ever want to grow up in one? A woman named Carla shared 
two stories from her childhood home that she lived in between the ages of 3 to 20. And Carla assures us this was definitely a place of spooky paranormal experiences. When she was seven years old, she shared a room with her younger sister. They had bunk beds, and she slept on the top bunk. Since they were both afraid of the dark, they kept their door open at night and kept a lamp on in the hallway as well. Since childhood, she's always been a light sleeper. When one of her family members was walking down the hall, she'd wake up to the sound of their footsteps. But one night, she was sleeping with her back towards the door. Suddenly, she was scared awake when she felt someone rubbing her back and pulling her blanket up over her shoulders. Since she normally would have woken up if one of her parents had walked down the hall and into her room, she noted how strange this occurrence was. But she just went back to sleep without turning to see who was there, and she tried not to think of it much. The next morning, she asked her sister if either of their parents had come into the room the previous night. Her sister said she hadn't heard anything. Then she asked her parents, and they said they hadn't, adding that they'd been feeling a little ill and had gone to sleep early not long after she and her sister had laid down for bed. So she came to a conclusion. After my investigation, I've decided that there was a ghost in the house that was watching after my sister and me, and I, I may have woken up afraid because I was caught off guard, but I felt an overwhelming sense of peace immediately after the fear subsided. Maybe that's why I didn't bother turning around that night, she explained. But later, when she was 13, she had a much different, much spookier experience. She now had her own room with her own bed not a bunk bed. She kept her door closed at night and was a deeper sleeper than when she was younger. She no longer woke up anytime someone opened a door or walked down the hallway during the night. At 2 a.m., she woke up to use the bathroom. She walked to the door, but for some reason, she didn't open it immediately. There was a sense of dread at what might be on the other side, she shared. However, her need to use the bathroom overrode her fear and hesitation. She peeked out of the door and then ran to the bathroom. Then, that sense of dread returned before she opened the bathroom door. After once again peeking out the door, she bolted back to her room, jumped into bed, and immediately pulled herself under the blankets. Because, you know, the the ghosts can't see you if you're under the covers. Everyone knows this, she went on to say. Finally, the fear subsided once more, and she rolled over onto her stomach with her head facing the wall. And just as she was about to fall asleep, she felt something smack her in her lower back. Immediately, she assumed it was her sister who had done this. She jumped up and turned to yell at who she thought was her sister, who had been pulling pranks lately, but when she turned around, there was no one there. Understandably, she searched around her room, checking to make sure her sister wasn't hiding anywhere, and her sister wasn't in the room. After that, she flung open the door and ran to her sister's room because she couldn't stay in her own room after that terrifying experience. Once she entered her sister's room, she found her sister asleep on the bed, she told her sister what happened, and even though her sister rolled her eyes, she let her stay in her room 
in her bed for the rest of the night. Also, she shared that she's not sure if the two occurrences were the same ghost or not. She wondered if she or her sister had done something to make the ghost upset and hypothesized that maybe that was why the ghost went from tucking her in to becoming much more threatening. She then added that she and her sister have both experienced paranormal situations while growing up, and she wondered, too, if maybe she'd had experiences with two different ghosts, and the scary one in her second experience had just become more dominant. So there is your first ghost story of the evening. We're going to go back to Chach. I gave you like five minutes. You couldn't manage to eat and get a drink in before that was up? Mic on. Turn the mic on, Chachi. Welcome to Rookie Town. My God, this show is out of control. My mouth is full of cake right now. <laughs> I can see that. It oh was a God. small cake. You ate it earlier. How much more cake is there? I went and got a second one. I'm sorry. Oh, dude. Nikki, while the cat's away, <laughs> the Chachi will play. So you are eating all the cake in the house while Nikki's gone? Is that No, what, uh, Marty's in the I'm kitchen. Out? Marty's in the kitchen with... Wait, Marty's here? No. Marty's at your house. That's not Pound Town. What the hell? <laughs> Maybe it is Pound Town. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Un Princess Lit just donated $10. Boo, like a ghost, not booing Dave. Thank you for clarifying that. I do appreciate it. I so just so, so you know, yeah. I took some extra time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I yeah. was. <laughs> PMC Ryan says oh. Chachi's going to pound town on that cake. It was kind of a pound cake, so I guess it was a fits. pound cake. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. So while we were out, I uh, contacted the uh, paranormal detective's wife. Yes. Very concerned. Okay. She said he is um, uh, struggling at the moment. Oh. I think she actually said truggling. Greg be truggling. Yeah. Greg be truggling. And he hopes to be back later in the show. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe, maybe the question is, so who's in the kitchen with Marty? Is it really that the paranormal detective and Marty are celebrating their birthday at your house and you are now left alone to do the show with me? Hmm. Uh, that is delicious. Hey, apparently yeah. Summer O'Keefe would like to go to Pound Town with you because she freaking loves pound cake. She hasn't had it in over 20 years. Oh, Summer. Yeah, you so if Summer visits mean. Texas, will you take her to Pound Town and get her some cake? I'm not sure how to answer that, Dave. All right. I'm just saying. I'll certainly get her some cake. Yeah. Thank How's you. That? That's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, you've got a story to share now. Or is it? I mean, have you had enough to drink, sir? Have you, have you had enough cake and eaten it too? You want the truth? I can't handle the truth. I just dropped my stories on the floor. You'll have to give me a moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are such a rookie. Listen, what the hell is happening? I've never been alone with you like this, Dave. I know. This is just, this is, this is like That's you and not Harry true at all. This is not true. Chachi and I have spent many a night in uh, Las Vegas during Super Bowl sharing a hotel room. And uh, what you don't know about Chachi is he oh is uh, OCD. <laughs> And uh, yes, if I, I ask am. a question, Chachi does not know the answer to. He has to find the answer. So I, my goal was to come up with the most obscure yet interesting factoid questions that I needed an answer to. I'd, I'd lay there as we'd just be drifting off to sleep, and then all of a sudden I'd go like three or oh. four o'clock in the morning. I'm dead <laughs> exhausted. 
And all of a sudden, I hear. And all of a sudden, I, I hear, wonder. I wonder which Beatles sang the most hits. And then Chachi's like, I don't, I don't know that answer. <sighs> and then he cracks I open the Google. Phone. Yeah. And then, then ten minutes pass after he reads me the answer, and I go, I wonder, I wonder which Beatle had the first hit after they broke up. And that's pretty much how I toy with Chachi until I am tired. Is if I just keep throwing him interesting musical tidbits or and factoid questions, and he has to research them. And, and I it love is. it. I absolutely I love it. But you're right. It goes on for hours. All right. Let's get back to this. Uh, and I, I do want to mention, please, make sure to support all of the sponsors on the show, folks, because we've got a lot of great new sponsors joining us from Mint Mobile, uh, HelloFresh, uh, so many different uh, opportunities. Please support them. Take advantage of the discounts that we're able to get you, 50 60% off on some of these things. All of the links are on today's program guide. Every episode, I put up the links to the different advertisers that we have that are helping to support this show. Because uh, without them, Chachi and I are pan panhandling for pennies. We're fishing <laughs> around in a fountain looking for quarters for a coffee. So uh, please support those that uh, support the show and continue to give us the super thanks and super likes and super stickers and whatever your heart can desire. And if you don't, don't want to do it here on, on the YouTubes during the show, you can always make a donation to my Venmo at paranormal six zero that's at paranormal 60 and the money goes directly into my account and it doesn't get shared with YouTube or anybody else. So thank you for all that do that and do donate here as well. All right, Chach, let's get into this next ghost story before we start talking about creepy stuff kids have said. Can I just read one comment I read? <laughs> Listen, yes, <laughs> summer, right? a follow-up to Summer, right, about right. Uh, Pound Town. Mm -hmm. Summer asked, yeah. are there degrees of infinity? I don't know what that means. So if you could put that in the chat, Dave, you can you can read it. She wants to know if there, there are deg degrees of infinity. There's something behind that. Hmm, I don't know. And then Melinda said, Melinda Freeman, there are six degrees of Chachi. What does that oh, mean? I don't know, but Joanna Hartnett says that I'm very cruel for putting you through those different uh, questions. Oh, and then so here's bad. here's a quick bit of help. J34Ever says, uh, just stick a straw in the bottle, Chachi. It's quicker. Well, you know, the last two shows I've been traveling and I wasn't able to have a drink during the show. And I feel when I don't drink, I don't have a good show. Quite honestly, Dave, I'm just putting it out there. And is so that tonight, what it is? Oh, yeah, yeah. So tonight, I'm going to do enough drinking for tonight and the last two shows to ensure this show is Ham Hamley, what? Harry Hamlin Stellar. Okay. All and right. This is, why, this is why he's doing both of his stories in the first half of the show before he's completely wrecked. I all right. I remember when I used to get all the end stories and I loved it. And yep. now I get stories one and two. All right, here yep. we go. All right, go for it. <clears throat> An Appalachian woman shares a story of a mysterious mist figure. There it is. Mm -hmm. There are many traditional formulations behind ghosts and otherworldly entities. The figure covered in their funeral shroud is a popular image. So is the shadow person, a being made of darkness. And finally, there is the translucent being made of mist. Personally, my favorite. Mm -hmm. Ali Shea says she was often visited by a creature made of mist when she was a child in her Appalachian home. Ali shared the story of the mist figure who floated in her window one night when she was a child. 
She says it seemed like a formless cloud when it passed through the window, but soon solidified into a still insubstantial figure that she said reminded her of a lizard or a garden gnome. Whatever wait, this wait thing a minute, is. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So it's a misty figure that comes through the window and is either a lizard or a garden gnome. Those are two radically different things that don't even look alike. I have had garden gnome lizards. Have you? No, I just I, I was trying to help so. the story along. Yeah. Gonna have to work a little harder on it. Okay. All right. Whatever yeah. the thing was, she says, it gave her a really bad feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, as this thing appeared to the woman late one night as she was trying to sleep, it's easy to imagine that she dreamed the whole thing. Now, Dave, if you don't mind for a moment, I'd like mm-hmm. to speak in a foreign language. <laughs> Au contraire. Wow. So you know continental of you. It means, oh, but wait. There's more. In actuality, Allie was not the only one to see the entity. Her cousin, asleep in the same room, was also witness to this terrifying creature of the night. She says they tried to wake up her uncle, but he told them they must have been dreaming. Whatever this thing is, all it did was look at them. Thankfully, no one living or dead was harmed. So, let me ask you. Have yes. you ever heard of these misbeings? Have you ever have encountered I? them? Yeah, that's what I want to know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we've had a, a chance to formally be introduced, uh, Chachi, but I am TV's Dave Schrader, and I was on a little program called The Holzer Files. Holzer. And in, yeah, H-O-L-Z-E-R, Holzer Files. Is that a ghost thing? And uh, it is. It's a paranormal TV program. Uh, you can find it on Max right now, Max Streaming and, and Discovery+. Plus. Hmm. Uh, but in second season, I believe there was an episode called forever home. Hmm. And, uh, let's, uh, let's show just a small clip. If you don't mind, uh, Chachi, I, I brought it up for us. Uh, tell me what you see on this clip. This is one of my all time favorite. I see it looks like a light. What? Whoa. What the go right? Back. Go back. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll play that again. So you. you've got an empty room here. It looks like it's right deep now night. here. Wait, let me pause this. Hold on. So this, this kind of foyer area you're seeing is on the second floor. It's the second floor landing. There was the story of this woman's ghost that used to kind of hmm. watch there. Like she would look out through the windows and watch for the return of her family. And, uh, you know, we heard all these crazy encounters that were taking place. Now, when you're watching this piece of footage, what's really interesting, and they poorly edited it, I will admit, because I'm up those stairs with Cindy Keza in the attic, and I have got uh, the SLS camera, and as I'm standing there, Cindy suddenly feels a presence approaching. While she's feeling the presence approaching, this happens on camera. We capture this mist-like figure, almost angelic looking, as it kind of appears and then goes up the stairs. Now, what I think is cool is after it goes up the stairs, there's a a few second beat and you hear me say, wow, we're not alone. Something just walked in the room because on my SLS camera, I picked something sweeping into the room. They don't show that part on the show, but I thought that was one of the cooler moments for us in this investigation because it was corroborated with capturing the image of this ethereal mist-like being on that landing going up the stairs. As Cindy says, there's a spirit approaching the SLS camera picks up a spirit entering the room right off of that moment that I just showed. For those of you that are listening, I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to see it. 
I hope that you will uh, check it out and go check out today's episode. And we're, you know, about 46, 48 minutes in uh, to the episode. You'll be able to go watch it there. But start at the yes. beginning. Um, so it looks like that room was a landing in between two staircases. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So I thought I saw something back by the, the bookcase. Did, did I just dream that? Let's uh, let's review it. Uh, I'll pull it up again. Yeah. Okay. okay. So something back by the. All right. So now what you what you might be noticing is I am videotaping this off of my screen. Okay. So you know how you get that kind of grainy pop of uh, you know that uh, lenticular kind of issue. So as my camera is kind of watching that ghostly figure, I think you're just getting that, and that's what makes the bookcase look like it's moving. If you go actually watch the episode, you'll get a much clearer view of the spirit but this misty spirit is one of my favorite captures and like i said it almost appears to be like an angel it is so big and it it has i don't know like this flowing look now it could be the woman in the dress it could be angelic i don't know uh shane was having problems in the basement while we were dealing with that though uh my first thought there dave is i don't know mm -hmm. what lenticular means uh, let's get to go back that for a minute. Uh, but that, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and, I mean, to your point to see something so clearly, mm -hmm. not just missed, but a missed figure, very defined, almost looks like a, a, a white, almost wedding dress. It, it's floating, right. right? Um, right. but again, lenticular lost on me. But, but I appreciate yeah. the, the look it up. You know what, Chachi? After the show, it'll be good for you to look up the word lenticular on Google. See, this is what he does for you, people. <laughs> I, I literally have my phone in my hand because I'm getting ready to look it up. You'll He's notice got such it. a vast vocabulary. But and I don't usually often use it because I don't like to be braggadocious. Mm, braggadocious. Lick Thank you. and braggadocious. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'll go back to this. Tamara Lynn Free says, I remember that episode. Thank you, Tamara. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you do. I'm glad people are, are still a fan of that and enjoying it. And you're not the only one that didn't understand lenticular. Melinda Freeman says, that was my next question, Chachi. What was lenticular? I yeah. love, again, I love Ian Pitts. Google it, Chachi. Just Google it, for <laughs> yeah, God's sake. <laughs> Loki Trout says, look it up the old, old-fashioned way. Oh. Uh, some Encyclopedia yeah. Britannica? Is that what we're Ooh, talking about? Yes, Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh. So, all right, this is good, I guess, because, you know, Chachi, you and I are a little different than our other two compatriots. We have children. Oh, I was right? going to say we were smarter and more attractive. I mean, I was going to go well, on this huge list I have, but that's fine. But I'm we'll start to, with children. Right, let's just go with the children aspect right, to right. start. Um, so I'm just curious, and I've met your daughters, very lovely people. Thank you. And especially Ash, I know her and her fascination with the paranormal. I know that she's had strange things happen. But has there ever been a moment where she has said something that left you kind of chilled? Not, hey, Dad, I'm going on a date tonight and I want you to meet my boyfriend. That's always a terrifying encounter for us fathers. But, but I mean, has she ever said anything otherworldly that has made like the hackles on the back of your neck stand up? Oh, hackles. of course. You can look right? it up after the show. Yeah. <laughs> I need someone to send an email with all the freaking words Schrader has said tonight that I need to look up. Because <laughs> if not, I'm going to have to go back and watch this damn episode and write them all down. Yeah. Um, it's funny you should say that, right? Because of uh, being around this her whole life, being around this with her mother, uh, she went to Michigan Paracon last year for the first time and was blown away by the people that she met. 
And she has had so many things happen to her that mm-hmm. for a long time, quite honestly, before meeting you and getting involved with the show, I uh, probably dismissed, quite honestly, right? But mm. as as I have learned more from you and from mm-hmm. the listeners, um, I have taken it much more seriously. And some of the things that she's experienced, talk. What'd you say? They're, they're shackles on my neck, or something, or freckles? Or the, what'd you call them? Ha- hackles, hackles. Yeah. See, see, yeah. I don't even know yeah. those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they happen all the time. And, and I, I, I believe that my daughter, my personal uh-huh. belief here has some sort of otherworldly sense. Right. Um, but has she ever looked at you and said something, you know, like uh, about a, maybe a past life or like, Daddy, who's that woman over your shoulder? Anything weird like that? Oh, yeah. When, when she was young, mm-hmm. um, you know, kids always have the invisible friends or the make-believe friends. Hers went way beyond that to stories of things that happened 100 years ago hundred years mm. or, or more ago and, and being, you know, I remember being in this place, like she loves Boston, for example, she's been there once and she remembers Boston, but Boston from, you know, tea party times. And I'm like, how do you know this kind of stuff? Uh, it was like a little girl when you offered to have a tea party with you. Did she run out to the pool and start throwing Lipton in? Once we once. corrected it. We corrected it. Thanks Amazon for sending <laughs> The gross of tea bags, but uh, yeah, I, I get what yeah. you're saying there, right? Kids say, I don't know who said this, the darndest things. I don't know who yeah. says that. Art Link letter, I think, was Art Link letter, right. of that show. Uh, uh, so, throwing now. this out there, Donna from chat says, Supposedly, I said, Mom, the angel has come for me when I was five years old and dealing with a high fever, and it freaked her out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's that's gonna get weird. Now I can't read Chachi. I'm gonna give you a job here. You've got oh. to pay attention to what I'm gonna share, but you also have to keep an eye on the on the comments so that if somebody else in our comments, if you remember or your mom and dad have related stories to you saying weird things to them, like we're gonna cover here, put it in chat. Chachi will keep an eye on it and and tell me because I'll leave space in between these. So there was this call out on on the Twitter or the X, I guess it's called now. Uh, what's the eeriest thing a child has ever said to you? And uh, Lila says, when my daughter was around four to five, she calmly insisted that she had once been married to a man named Brad Huffington. When we asked what had happened to him, she replied with a note of sadness, he was lost at sea. And then I mentioned this tweet to my daughter, who is now 21, and she reminded me that Brad lost a leg while serving in the Navy prior to his demise and that they also had five children together. See, that's a when your kid's four or five years old and throwing stuff at you like that, that it's weird. It's cool. It's unnerving all at the same time. Where, where does it come from, right? I don't those, know. those are the things. I, I, I once read, and I'm sure many people have read a lot more than I have about this, but if you take a child and you tell them, you know, that uh, that being that they see or that invisible friend isn't there, you're taking what they see and you're telling them something different than what they see. And because of that, they start to shut down and they no longer mm-hmm. believe. And if we would right. all be as open as a three, four, five, six-year-old child, I think it'd be a very different world. Right. Instead of just acting like a four-year-old child like the boys here on the Paranormal 60 News. Let's go I'm to this here. next one. Uh, here's another one uh, from Airedale. It says, when I was just dating my husband, my four-year-old niece said, 
You two were married before, only you were the guy and he was the girl. I asked her what she was talking about, and she merely repeated it again, completely serious and matter-of-fact about it. They say we travel in these soul circles, Chachi, that, you know, um, the maybe the family members we had were our parents at one point, our children or our grandparents, and that they they keep we keep cycling through these soul groups, which means you and I are tied forever to Greg Lawson now. Just There's no way to break that tie? Was that scarier than anything any of the children have ever said? <laughs> Having anything to do with Greg Lawson is scary, yeah. yes. So Samir fast, says, um, oh, you yeah. Said that last person was from Arendale, correct? So was no, that, that was that was their name, Arendale. I'm, it's oh, their, their online names, with, yeah. With Elsa and Anna? Could be. Again, you're asking too much. These are just online names. Uh, this one is Samir. Samir says, when my daughter was two years old, I was teaching her to pronounce her name. So I asked her, what is her name? And she replied, Annapurna, which was the name of my deceased grandmother. My daughter had not even heard about this name before, ever. That's pretty cool. That's again, right? Cow, it's the right? revisiting of that name to you. Our, our friend Bill Chapel. you remember yes, Bill? Sure. He is the, the paranormal Tony Stark. He created a lot of the different paranormal equipment we've used on, on all of these different TV shows. Well, uh, he he tells me the story, you know, when he was a very little kid, he got sent home with a note pinned to him because he freaked out his teachers. You know, they would have their snacks at, at lunch and then they would lay down and the teachers would come give you a kiss on the forehead and, you know, let you relax in kindergarten. And when she leaned down to give him a kiss, he just gently put his hands on both sides of her face and he said, you look just like my wife used to. Oh, my God. And he was in kindergarten. Can and you it just imagine like, the teacher? She freaked out. She was like, what the <laughs> hell? So they said that, and he did that a few times, and then his parents had to kind of wean him back, but he believes he was having memories of a past life. Wishbone Sloan says, my three-year-old tells me about how she was a mom before she was my baby, but even more eerie, recently she told me there's a big black shadow man that stands at the head of my bed and watches me and her baby sister sleep. So take your birth control. Kids are creepy. According to Wishbone Sloan. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Take your take your child, uh, your, your, uh, your birth control. Anita Riley says, my son told me at the age of four that he remembered being a person of color before. He's Caucasian, Scottish, Irish heritage. It's weird because for about a year there, he had an accent that sounded very South African for no particular reason. Mm. So, so Dave, let me ask you a question. You can ask two. That's good because there's going to be a lot. And then I'm going <laughs> to okay. have to Google half of this. Uh -huh. So, do you think... Not often. I disagree. Oh, there's more to this. You're, okay, you're sorry. one of the Go most ahead. thinking man's thinking man there is, pal. Um, so, do you think that civilization has been this mature before and we've recycled? Or do you think this is the most mature that civilization has ever been? Dude, if this is the most mature, we're screwed. Listen, I think Atlantis and Lemuria were probably uh, very advanced civilizations that took place here on Earth. And we I mean, wiped like ourselves computers out. computers and internet yeah. and all that, you think? Yeah, I think iterations of those things have existed uh, before. Okay. And, um, you know, there is, I don't know if you know this about the Bible, but there are two, there's a, a false start to the Bible. There's the story of Adam and Lilith. 
and uh, things did not go so well in that story. So God kind of treated us like a giant Etch-A-Sketch and just, you know, when nobody was looking, lifted it up and shook it real quick, turned it back over, and then created Adam and Eve. So, you know, that's even telling that in the Bible we talk about the fact that creation happened more than once. And then, you know, the, the, the flood came and wiped out the people, and we started over again. So are these metaphorical are they real? One thing that we do know, and every civilization and religion around the world believes, is that there was indeed a worldwide flood. <laughs> That's Pablo, little Archie, our cat. Stopping in. He's, well, I'm <laughs> telling you the chachi. ghost stories. Let me be real clear. That's little Archie, <laughs> not little Chachi. <laughs> yeah, little, little Chachi. All right, let's get back to it. We've got, um, uh, who is this? Freud's ghost. Right, so this one, my little brother is almost nine years younger than me, so he never got to know our grandfather who died when I was six. But when he was about four or five, he started spending a lot of time in the room our grandfather passed away in, and he would rearrange stuff, and I asked him why one day. He said, oh, that's where I like them best before I went away. Our parents later confirmed my brother was moving old shoes, clothes, and books my grandfather had owned out of the storage closet back into the spaces he had kept them when he was alive and living in that bedroom. Oh my gosh. Is that exciting to you or oh. weird? I mean, would, would, would it be weird if all of a sudden Ash just turned to you and said something that was from your grandmother or great grandmother and just would, would that weird you out? So it's funny. I, you probably know I've a couple times watched the comments. You and do. Thank, thankfully, thankfully, uh -huh. because I was, uh -huh. Mm -hmm. uh, Mrs. Chachi put in there because I had completely forgot about this. Do you remember when Ash, our youngest daughter, told us about her other parents and brother and sister that burned up in a fire when she was three? Wow. <laughs> I remember going, what the are you talking about? So wow. you asked the question earlier. I had forgotten. She reminded me. So yes, thank you. those things freak me out. But I would say what I love is as I get older, I almost regress into when I was being younger mm -hmm. and I am more accepting and more open to hearing these types of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Right. When your kid tells you something like that, especially at the age of three, Oof, that is yeah. weird. All right. Miss electric 86 says my four-year-old pointed to a picture of Cleopatra and yelled, that's my cousin. She's the queen. She lives in the desert. I miss her. One time she showed me her two babies. I had to walk really far to see her. Now, mind you, in this picture, Cleopatra had no crown, and there was nothing to signify she was in the desert. Like, where would that come from? I there don't know. is nothing on any, you know, blippy or any cartoons that would say that, right? Yeah, I, not that I'm aware of. Right. Isabel says, I took my youngest to Ireland at the age of five. We were sitting in a cafe in Kinvara, when she looked out the window and said, ah, I'm finally home. Like, That's what? Right? <laughs> I mean, you have to look down and go, what the F are you talking about? What do you mean you're home? Like, yeah. even if she was home, that statement from a child of that age doesn't even compute. No. So check it out. You've met Nathan, my son, who's in the military. Good kid. Uh, a brilliant kid. Brilliant kid. I mean, he has graduated top of his class in everything he's done. 
and he is off serving our military uh, and stationed in Germany right now. I was lucky enough to get to see him a couple weeks back. Great kid. And I talking about spooky things kids say to you, right? So when my when my son was little, his brain would tell him things. So I'd be like, come on, buddy, eat your chicken and broccoli. I don't like broccoli, dad. My brain says I don't like broccoli. And I'm like, well, your brain's wrong because you've always eaten broccoli. It's time to eat it again. He's like, no, dad, my brain knows. And then it'd be like, oh, dad, my brain doesn't like orange cats. It only likes black and white cats. So he'd say all these weird, really weird things. So the one day my mom and dad come to visit and I'm telling him about this. I go, watch this. And I go, Nathan, come in here. And Nathan's like five, five and a half. And I go, Nathan, what's your, or maybe four, four and a half. I go, brain, Nathan, what's your brain telling you? And he just stops and looks at me and he goes to kill my mom and stepdad. And then he just turns and walks into the other room and like dead silence. We're all just staring at each other. And I'm like, what do I do with this? So I called Robin, my ex, and I'm like, I don't even know how to broach this subject with you, but you know how Nathan's brain tells him to do things like not clean his room or not like to eat vegetables? She goes, yeah, I go, I was showing off to my parents of how goofy he is, and I asked, what is your brain telling you right now? And his response, Robin, was to kill his mom and stepdad. And she goes, well, thanks for that. Let's not ask him those questions anymore. So he never, he never did. Uh, thankfully. Um, and that's yeah. when I bought my first cage. Yeah. Right. That's when I started locking his door with a padlock on the outside. Wow. Yeah. And what's crazy is he's hmm? not acting on these things to your no. point. He's saying what he's hearing. Why? He, uh, he told me one day he was upstairs playing in his room and he's talking to kids and all of a sudden he comes out and this is when he was really young. He was again, maybe about four and he comes up to me and he goes, dad, can my friends stay the night? They want to have a sleepover, which is weird because we weren't at, at the age four. people were having sleepovers. Yeah, a little right? young, right, right. And I go, um, sure, your friends can have a sleepover. And he brings me his toy phone and he says, you have to call their parents and tell them. How would, okay. okay. So I pick up the, the pretend phone and I'm like, uh, yeah, hi, this is Dave Nathan's dad. Look at behind me. The cat keeps poking his head out. <laughs> uh, this is Nathan's uh, dad. And yeah, your kids can spend the night. And I pretend to make these calls and hang up because thanks, dad. And he goes up to his room. And after a little bit, I hear him start yelling at these kids. And he comes downstairs just angry. And he goes, Dad, this isn't a good idea. You need to call their parents and tell them to come home. They're telling me to do very bad things. That's I'm a like, movie, Dave. Oh, I know. I'm like, <laughs> what are they telling you? He goes, Dad, I don't want to say. But please call their parents and make them go home. At four so not, only did, not only did I have to call them again, but I had to go up in his room and usher those kids out and open the front door and make sure they all left the house. I did it because I'm a Fucking great dad. Let's just admit it. <laughs> um, but what is really weird is like the whole time, every nerve ending on my body is popping. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, what is going on? It was horrifying. Horrifying. I, 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 you know, for those of you that are not watching uh, live here, my mouth is agape at this point. You can look it up, Ooh, Dave. Agape. Look yeah. at you. It's, listen, it's somebody, a word. Somebody um, got that book, Thesaurus. <laughs> that, that, that's scary. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the fact that children see things that we don't. And mm -hmm. I am very encouraging to little ones that see those things that not sure I'd encourage that. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> but I but I would encourage this. Innovation, creation, vitality, and joy are the pulse of mysoultopia.com with many custom creations for the mind, body, and spirit, along with classes, intuitive sessions, coaching, and healing energies. MySoulTopia.com strives to bring sophistication with a twist to the metaphysical and the holistic market while raising the community's vibration and channeling the new paradigm, which means new and exciting adventures for all. MySoulTopia.com is utopia for your soul. Visit MySoulTopia.com, your one-stop shop for all your metaphysical needs. Offering hand-selected crystals and crystal jewelry with prices to fit every budget. MySoulTopia.com offers the best selections of tarot and divination cards by top designers. Expertly curated and award-winning book collections with top authors on every subject you'll need on your spiritual journey. MySoulTopia is also proud to offer the finest singing bowls and an eclectic collection of the most amazing gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry from the top metaphysical designers in the world. MySoulTopia.com is always your one-stop shop for award-winning mixes of Florida water, sage spray, and other spiritual protection. So begin your journey with the best resource, MySoulTopia.com. That's MySoulTopia.com. Why mess with the rest when you can start with the best? MySoulTopia.com. Again, that's M-Y-S-O-U-L-T-O-P-I-A.com. Hey, kids, come and celebrate Halloween with me the only way you should, ghost hunting. The Haunted Shanley Hotel in New York. Be there along with Scotty, the medium. We will be investigating. We'll be doing presentations, having an amazing time. And did I mention pizza party? That's right. We're going to have drinks, pizza, fun, investigating one of the most haunted hotels on planet Earth. And I'd love for you to be there. You can get information October 27th and the 28th. There are a few rooms that still remain to stay at the hotel. There are some tickets left for the personal meet and greet and hanging out. So please go get your tickets, get your information. Don't wait. Darknessevents.com. Join me this Halloween at the Haunted Shanley Hotel. Join us for this amazing paranormal conference that's being held in a haunted school in Glen Beulah, Wisconsin. Haunted Midwest Ghost Tours presents Great Lakes Paranormal Conference on September 22nd through the 24th, 2023. We have some great speakers with Jason Hawes, Adam Berry, Sherry Benedetti, Lyle Blackburn, Shane Pittman, Sarah Lemos, Dave Schrader, Jeff Bellinger, along with Wisconsin's very own Chad Lewis. And many more will make this one of Wisconsin's most talked about events. We have over 40 vendors and nighttime investigations at various haunted locations with special guests. Get your tickets now at GreatLakesParanormalConference.com and find us on Facebook under the same name. Choose from VIP, General 3-Day, and Day Pass. Again, that's GreatLakesParanormalConference.com.
Are you like so many others, coming into abilities that you don't understand and unsure where to safely begin this journey of exploration? Well, award-winning psychic and medium Michelle Welch has the answers. Michelle Welch is the author of the award-winning book, The Magic of Connection. Stop cutting cords and learn to transform negative energy to live an empowered life. In this book, you'll learn how spirituality and intuition can help you heal your inner wounds while staying connected to the people that you love. Author Michelle Wells shows you how to work with the energies that connect all people, and you'll learn to transform and transmute negative energy in ways that support your personal spiritual journey and help you reach a more powerful and meaningful life. In her newest book, Spirits Unveiled, a fresh perspective on angels, guides, ghosts, and more, Michelle teaches you how to identify and deal with the spiritual energy around you every day. Each chapter features a specific kind of spirit and teaches you how to sense its presence, identify and connect with it, and set the boundaries you may need, all while demystifying the process and making it easy and accessible to everyone from the beginner to the expert. You'll learn how to understand elementals, connect with an ascended master, protect against psychic attacks, astral travel, and more. Providing meditations, visualizations, and inspiring stories, this book helps boost your intuition and spiritual experience. Unleash the real you. Get the books, The Magic of Connection, Stop Cutting Cords and Learn to Transform Negative Energy to Live an Empowered Life, and Spirits Unveiled, a fresh perspective on angels, guides, ghosts, and more. Buy them now wherever you purchase your books or by using the link on today's program guide. Life is confusing enough. Why not make it easier with award-winning help from Michelle Welch? Hey, I need you to come see me at the Anderson House in Wabasha, Minnesota, a weekend of paranormal investigations. I will be your special lead investigator. August 18th through the 20th, there are only eight tickets left for this amazing weekend event. For all information and to purchase tickets, plus information on room discounts, you can go check out darknessevents.com. Darknessevents.com, that's the site to go to find all of the cool things that are coming up in the paranormal and we would love for you to join us all right let's get back to it i've got a couple more creep i've got literally i have like 40 of these creepy things kids have said we have only gotten a nine of them let me power through about another five six maybe we'll revisit this again on a future news episode when we're running a little light on news how does that sound judge sounds good buddy let's hit it all right here we go uh, Taylor Schroeder says, my now eight-year-old son used to tell us all about his past life. Like as soon as he could talk, very consistent and detailed, including names of his family. He said one day they all got sick and he stepped through a wall and came out with me as his new mommy. A wall? I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, have you heard the old saying that what if that light that you're seeing as your body is transitioning is you coming out of the womb and being born? Huh? Dave, we, need, we need to move on. You're freaking me tick, out tonight. Tick, 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 you're boom. freaking me out tonight. Have another drink. Have another okay. drink. All right. Cal Mark. <laughs> Cal Mark says, I don't know, that's his name. My bestie died suddenly when I was 28. It was a complete shock, and I'm still shook. About six years ago, my then three year old asked me a lot of questions about what I did before he was born. 
Middle of answering, he says, yeah, I remember. We were best friends, weren't we? Uh, nope. Wow. That's nope. kind of a cool one. That's <laughs> that, That's like what I saw about that. It feels so good. Peaches and nope. cream. Let's move on. Peaches and herb, wasn't it? I don't know. I said cream, didn't I? Yeah, go look it up. All right, here we go. Uh, Magda.exe says, once while ice skating, a nice 11-year-old girl started talking to me and asked what I thought the world would be like in 50 years. I didn't want to be negative, so I told her I really wasn't sure, but hope it's good. She said, it won't be. People will be starving and the world will crumble. The only people left will be scrounging for food and they'll try to drink the melted water of this ice rink except they'll die too because it's poisonous. Anyway, my mom is here. Thanks for hanging out. I then had to sit down. That's <laughs> that's some dark stuff, man, when a kid's dropping hey. that knowledge bomb on your forehead. Hey, look, can I tell a story? Please. It's going to be you great. can tell a story <laughs> if you want. Listen, <laughs> okay. Ben Turner, wherever you're at, this is for you. Okay, so here we go. when I was 11, I lived mm -hmm. in uh, southern New Hampshire, for those of you out mm -hmm. there. Okay. And this was back during the uh, the ABBA days, right? A little bit of a roller derby, roller skating. Sure. And, Two different uh, things, but go on. It's not the same? No. <laughs> okay. One's a lot more violent. Anyway. Well, that's where the story's going, Dave. Okay, all right. So I had a, uh, I, it was it was my birthday. I was going to go to Pound Town, right? 11 years old. <laughs> no, the store, Dave. Gosh, stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so uh, this young lady invited me to go to the roller rink that evening. Mm -hmm. I went to the roller rink, and a uh, friend of hers took one of these really cool corduroy purses. You remember those from the late 70s, early 80s? Sure, yeah. And she had uh, a few locks in it that you put on your locker. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. Little padlock, sure. Yeah. And so because it was my birthday... And mm -hmm. I felt that maybe she would want to uh, congratulate me for being my birthday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dave, she hit me over the head with her purse. And there was a lock in it, Dave. That makes so much sense, Doc. <laughs> and I had this understand. welt on my head, Dave. And so the reason I tell the story is that was me at 11. We can move on now. Then what the hell has that got to do with any of this? Because Dave, do you ever know what you ever heard the term core memories? That is a core memory for me. I've lost a lot of Shinola in my life. But I remember going roller skating in southern New Hampshire and Tony Savage, that was the chick's name. God, I hope uh -huh. she's not listening. She lived up to it apparently. She smacked me over the head with her purse, damn near knocked me out, left a welt on my head, never went roller skating again. No, I can understand the correlation. <laughs> I just wanted to say what I did at 11. That's what I was doing. Yeah, that's that's great. Very right. good. Okay. Jen said slurs the word. Not me, That's Jen. right. He's I not drunk. He's talking in cursive. All right. Felicia Robinson says, uh, my youngest son looks just like my dad. <laughs> I put myself on mute. I apologize. Yeah, you should have muted before. What I hold on, let me finish this and tell me what you're giggling about. Felicia says, My youngest son looks just like my daddy. Often I will look at my son and say, Boy, you look just like my daddy. One day, when he was about four, after uh, saying it in my head, said, Hey, daddy, my son turned to me and said, Hey, sleeping beauty, 
I cried because that was one of my dad's nicknames for me. Oh, that's pretty. That's a beautiful little yeah. story. All right. So what caused you to teehee and titter like a seven-year-old girl? I was remembering back when Tony Savage smacked me in the head. <laughs> it hurt. I still remember it. I, I didn't di- know how to roll or giggling about it? Yes. Oh my God. It was, I know it was Ian, poor timing. I apologize. Uh, yeah. Ian Pitts donates $10. Not only here, but on my personal Venmo at Paranormal 60. Thank you, Ian. So that's a $20 donation. And he says, creepy kids are cool. Y'all keep talking in cursive, Chachi. Ian, Ian, you have a kick-ass beard. That is true. I like that beer. All right, here we go. This one is. Are you going to uh, keep doing this? I don't know if I can I'm, hold this up. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to read the name of this one. Lives for books. We'll just say that one. Oh. My one-year-old daughter was looking at a photo of her and her older brother and very seriously asked me where the other one was. She sadly explained, before you were our mommy, there was me and Austin, brother, and another one. Where is she? Her surprise sister was born a year later. Surprise sister? That's pretty cool. We might want to ask Marty about a surprise sister because it is Mm. his birthday. (laughs) That is true. All right, just a couple more here. Real fast, real fast. Joanne Hartnett said she lived in southern New Hampshire. This might be Tony Savage. Joanne, where'd you live? Keep going. Okay. You're so weird. Uh, I used to watch my nephew when he was about six or seven. One day he was at my house and pointed to a magnet of Arizona. It had a picture of the desert with rock formations. The kid pointed at it and asked where it was. He said he used to live by red rocks like that with his first family. Mm, that first okay, family that's... stuff screws. <laughs> I don't like that first family stuff. <laughs> my coworker has a son who, when he was around four, told her he used to grow rice and lived in a place where two rivers met. He was able to name the rivers, and she located them on a map of East Asia. She said it was very wild. Yeah. Hey, real fast. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Yes. You, you, listen, you, I know you're trying to burn through this to keep us below the paranormal one twenty. <laughs> yeah. As I read the uh, the messages here, so Melinda, uh huh, says she was in Nashua. I was in Hudson. That's all I need to say. I'm sorry, Joanne. You were in Nashville, Again, I was in Hudson. Completely um, irrelevant to tonight's no, no, no. topic. But Melinda, Melinda says, I is at Poundtown. What does that mean? <laughs> she apparently is up for a visit to Poundtown. My father said that when my brother was eight, he said something like, when I was older, I had a pretty girlfriend, and we died in a car. Yeesh. Nope. Nope. That's a way Find to stop a, a party. Find yeah, a right. Trade All right. When our son was four or five, he described his life as a ballerina on stage, from the lights to the music to the applause. His next words chilled me to the bone. I was a party. I was at a party on a boat, and I fell into the water, and then poof, I was here. You know, I, I for a long, <laughs> I for a, Dave, stop smiling at me like that. I for a long time was mm-hmm. really, really uh, split on whether there is reincarnation or circle of life. Mm -hmm. And the stuff you're reading right now is really pushing it to more 60-40. I'm starting to believe. Why Why are children saying things that would make no sense to a child that age? Yeah. Let's uh, let's read the last three, and we'll leave you with those thoughts to think on for the next week. This one says, When I was a kid, I told my parents that I died in a fire on a big ship during a war. They asked what kind of ship, and I said a blockade runner. That's very specific knowledge for a very small child, right? If I remember correctly, it was the Zephyr. 
and it was in Charleston, South Carolina at some point. Who uses the word Zephyr? Led Zephyr? No, nobody no. says Led Zephyr. They said Led Zeppelin. Come on. This uh, one says, my son once said, Mommy, when I was big and you were little, I remember when we danced in the kitchen. The only person I ever danced in the kitchen with as a child was my grandfather. All right. Serious question, Dave. Mm-hmm. Move that shit out of the way. I'm sorry. Move that stuff out of the way. So, so <laughs> it's too late. It's too long. So mm-hmm. do you think when you go through this circle of life, you stay in the same DNA genealogical family? That's what it appears that, but again, if you get to make the choice, maybe you choose to stay at that family. Maybe there is things that you need to uh, complete. Um, I hope, you know, it's kind of like, I'd like to, but I also kind of hope I get a break from this family. <laughs> <laughs> at least this house right i want a house with air conditioning <laughs> yeah i just want like give me one one lifetime of maybe a whole new crew i don't know i don't i don't one think with less than 11 children i get it. oh god get yeah it. when my son was four we had driven past a cemetery he asked me if i remembered when he died and was buried i said no and asked him what he meant by saying that he said he had died and was buried in a cemetery and that's when he started growing in my belly the hairs on the back of my neck stood up when he said this, but now he doesn't remember saying that. Yeah, it seems that there gets to be the age of about five, six when these kids start to break from those memories. Like there's a certain aspect and element that's there. And I've told this story often, but this is the one I'll go out on, Chachi, and this will make the the hair on the back of your neck uh, stand up. Chris Fleming had told this story, and it was about... Um, friends of his and they were really worried they're like you know we just had this new baby and we have another son who's like two years old and uh two or three years old and he's fascinated with this baby he cannot leave the baby alone he's constantly wanting to touch the baby be by the baby crawl into the baby's crib with him and uh they encourage well let him do it just see what's going on. Why is this going on? And they had the baby monitor going. And the one day they had the baby laying in the crib and the baby was laying down for its nap. And as things got quieter, the the little or the big brother snuck into the room, climbed up onto the crib and got into the crib and laid down next to his little brother. And he said, tell me about heaven. I'm starting to forget. Starting to forget. Yeah. So how do you like that as a wrap-up for this story? We've got more of these creepies, uh, but I'd love to hear from you guys. If you've ever had a story from one of your children, your grandchildren, your your nieces, your nephews, or maybe even something you said that's part of your own family, wow, ow, cat's biting my ass. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, what oh are you doing? God. We're doing a show you, like, here, Dave. You just jumped up on the back of the chair and started biting my ass. Stupid cat. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, so if you have a story, email it to me, Dave at Paranormal60.com. We'll share them on another episode. This was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it, Chacha. I know I did. Watch it, especially your reactions as you're drinking and listening to these mind-blowing thoughts. It was a very cool little moment to share. So thanks well, Dave, for I mean, listen, in. you and I have talked mm-hmm. privately about mm-hmm. being a show privately. just the two of us, right? Not, not having <laughs> Greg and Marty here. Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't be saying this out loud, but it's just you and I, right? <laughs> Um, and it so we found, we finally got our, our wish, right? I mean, yeah. this is like Vegas bedroom uh, asking Chachi who had the first single from the Beatles after they broke up, right? Right, so yeah. I, guys, listen. Don't be surprised next week if it's just Dave and I. That's all be. I'm saying. It could be. Look at, look at what he did to me. 
Do you what see the... this blood? Yeah. He gouged when I reached back to grab him from stopping to bite my ass, he tore me up. Cats are evil. Listen. Look at that. That is blood. Oh, listen. My guess is that's what uh, Marty's saying right now. She tore me yeah. up. So welcome oh, to Pound Town. God. Oh, this is the craziest thing in the world. All right. Thank you all for tuning in, spending time here with us. Please do me a favor. It's a yeah. huge favor. If you like the show, go rate and review the I program. If show. you're watching it on YouTube, rate and review every episode. Go leave comments, uh, like, hit that like button, a thumbs up, subscribe. That's important. And when you subscribe, you'll see a little bell. Click on the bell and choose. They give you options. Choose so that you're alerted to every new piece of um, stuff that we release because content. we've got a lot of great content. Thank you that, for that word, Chach. I'm glad you're paying attention. Um, and I'm the sober one. So if you like the show and you like the content, like this show with a thumbs up and click that bell, share it with your friends and relatives. And please, however you listen to the program, whatever form, if there is a place to rate and review, please do it. And especially on Apple podcasts, because that really helps out a lot. When I was with my old show, we got up into the multiple thousands of rate and reviews. We are still like maybe at around three or 400 on Apple Podcasts for the Paranormal 60. Let's get me up over a thousand by the end of this year. And I need your help to get us there. So please go give us five stars. Give us a special little rating. Say something nice about the program so other people that find it can learn why you love this show so much. For our birthday boy, the Colonel. Happy birthday, Colonel. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for Greg, we hope you feel better. Greg was not feeling well this evening. He tried yeah. to make it on the show. He got through one story, not feeling well. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, brother. We hope that Hang you there, buddy. And feel better soon. And uh, for the one man that's always at my side, always ready to go into war with me, Chachi, thank you, sir. We will be back again with you next week when we've got brand new news stories from around the world and maybe some more creepy kids right here on the best in paranormal programming. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is our Paranormal 60 News. It's Wednesday night, and I'm alone. The Paranormal 60's on. It's just for paranormal freaks like me With poltergeists and ghosts and blues and UAPs You miss a word, you do a shot It starts to snowball and we laugh a lot It's just like drinking with your TV friends I'll be best out before tonight's show ends Dreaming the aliens are taking me away I'll go wake up till sometime late on Saturday It's Wednesday night and I'm alone
Paranormal 60s on. Now one day Dave might even put me on a show. There's a ghost in Mama's basement, man, I live down there, I know. It's Wednesday night, don't be alone. The Paranormal 60s on. Trainers on. Words is hard. The cat's biting my ass! <laughs>